0: It's an all-new season of the Football NYC Big Blue Breakdown podcast on YesNetwork.com. Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy of BigBlueInteractive.com give the best Giants analysis week to week. And now, Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to YesNetwork.com's Big Blue Breakdown podcast. Joe Callow along with the one and only Eric Kennedy from the Big Blue Interactive website. It's the number one Giants fan message board on the web, and he joins us each and every week. And, Eric, you have to thank the Giants sometimes because a lot of people have plans on Sunday mornings. Some people go to worship, and some people have to, you know, enjoy Sunday dinner. So the Giants let you enjoy all that. They let you go to church. They let you come home, let you eat a little macaroni. And then you could turn into the fourth quarter, and you see them win a game.
0: Yeah, but my heart can't take this stuff anymore. I need them to blow somebody else just once. This this is, um you know, it's just... Every game seems to be down to the wire with them lately, and and um, thank God they came back and and won this game. There was a funny clip on um, a locker room shot of Coughlin talking to the team after the um, after the win, and he you know he told them how proud he was of them and so forth. And as they were uh, coming together uh, for the little team chant there at the end, he said, "Thank God." <laughs> you know? Thank so, God. Yeah. Yep. That's just it's just. Uh, what a wild game, though. Fun game, fun game to watch as a fan, but man, it, it just they drive you crazy sometimes.
1: Yeah, and my concern is not on the offensive side of the ball, because I think they did a great job of driving the field even in the first half. Eli had uh, the interceptions, and they got down to field goal range a couple of times, and Bennett had a missed touchdown, and, and Beatty missed the ball in the end zone, so really, I I think it was a really well-played offensive game by the Giants, and they could have had a couple more touchdowns. I mean, it could have been in the 50s, the way that they were going, and I I understand it turned into a a bit of a shootout at the end, and and maybe that's the reason why all these yards were put up, but you kind of saw the explosiveness, not just Victor Cruz, which we always knew had it, but we always need to be reminded sometimes what a weapon Hakeem Nix is, and if you see some of his highlights, even from last year, He's a really talented receiver and you know his big hands just stand out and the moves that he makes uh, really really to the outside and how he goes up and gets balls it's really impressive to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean he, Hakeem Nix is I made this, this comment to my wife during during the week. I said, "We've got two wide receivers that are two of the very best in football and they're not divas. You know, they're they're not a Randy Moss, they're not a Terrell Owens type and that that's a little bit unusual in today's game that most wide receivers it seems like. They they're they're out there and they're, they're pounding their chests and so forth. Um I actually think that you know Hakeem Nix is probably the more talented of the two. And you know, Cruz Cruz is a great story and a remarkable story to come out of nowhere and and, and do what he did last year and have the this the franchise's all time receiving record in terms of yard yardage in one season. Um, but I think Hakeem may be the guy that actually still scares the opposition more. And um, But, you know, I, I'm just thankful we have both because Hakeem's more of the threat on the outside, even though he will go inside too, and Cruz certainly creates problems out of the slot. And you had between them, well, I think it was, what, 21 catches and 360-something yards or whatever it was between the two of them. Just, just remarkable. I mean, it's the only time in the history of the NFL where you had two receivers on the same team with over, with 10 or more catches and over 150 yards or more in the same game. And as, as somebody on the website said this week, what, what a, what a change from the old Giants offense that we're we're used to from the 80s and 90s and so forth. Um, just completely different. Just, just an explosive offense.
1: Yeah, and I'm always, you know, I'm always backing Eli Manning, you know, with interceptions and stuff, and I understand that, you know, Cruz got held on a play and he should have been in the spot, but he wasn't. But if you look at Manning, and it's so funny, because I also want to talk about the running back situation. I want to talk about how much he trusts uh, Bennett now because it looks like he's throwing him the ball a lot, especially in the red zone. But we've always talked about how Manning spreads around the balls and he, he, he really tries to target everybody in a game. But it was a funny shot just before halftime. You kind of see Michael Boley and a couple other players going up to Manning, you know, patting him on the back, saying, let's go. You know you can do. it." And Manning just has that same look on his face. <laughs> and, he, and, and 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 I'm sure a lot of people remember this. He has that same look on his face, and the commentators are talking about how bad Manning was in this first half. And he has that same look on his face, and he's just nodding his head like he always does. It doesn't look like this is a, a captain with a rah-rah speech or a guy that has this intense look after he threw a, his third interception. He just nods, and he does a little smile. And I think now, I think people look at it now, I know, me and my family know now, we don't get too crazy about anything. I mean, now, if the Giants are losing by three touchdowns, we really don't panic. We don't look at it that way. We just know in the back of our heads that Eli Manning and this offense is going to get back in the game. And I think the rest of the Giants trust him. Now, I'm not saying it's a given every week, Eric. I mean, you know, you'd have to be crazy to think that they're just going to do this every week. But, again, this is Eli Manning. You just look at him. You don't think that this is a guy who has this focus that he's just going to come out and be the best fourth quarter quarterback in the league. And even for the past five years, he's been that. But he just, I I don't know what it is about him, but, you you know, this aura around him where I think not only the rest of the team, but the NFL, you hear the commentators now, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman even talking. Like, you, you have to know if you're the opposing team, even if you're up by three touchdowns, it's not a safe lead against Eli Manning.
0: Yeah, and we talked about it from the first game that Dallas certainly didn't want to punt the ball back to him when they were up by a touchdown, and that's why that it stunk that the defense couldn't hold on third and ten there. But you know, there's there's two dangers here with this with 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 the Manning comebacks. I mean, they're incredible. I mean, they're so incredible that you just don't want to get into the habit of saying, "Don't worry." he'll do it again and if he does that's great but just don't get in that situation constantly that that, that you just don't want to put yourself in that situation week after week after week that that's the real on, on on the field um issue with that off the field um from a fan perspective i think we've gotten so spoiled and so used to this now that the next time he doesn't do it you can just hear the the anti-manning um, click that sort of, sort of been beaten down the last couple of years will be up in arms going well he didn't do it this time <laughs> you know that's the thing we're so used to it we're so spoiled this isn't normal this isn't even normal for people like um, the all-time greats in the league like the Montanas and the Marinos and so forth they had comebacks but not like this every single week I mean he had six what six last year and this one was 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 up there in terms of the the um, remarkableness of it because. They were down two touchdowns, and and when he, they tied it, it, it was you know ding 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 right down the field. Um, uh, Tampa Bay came right back and 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 and, uh, or, and the Giants got the ball again and then went down the field again, went ahead. Then Tampa Bay scored with two minutes left, and it was like um, nothing for Eli just to go right down the field again. It was just like. He went. He was in that mode, and nothing Tampa did—they blitzed or dropped back or whatever they did—they couldn't stop the guy. And and the thing that's remarkable about this now is that these defensive backs are getting away with a lot of holding. Um, you can see it on the replays that they're tugging at jerseys and, and pulling on these guys, but it didn't seem to matter. And the other point I'd like to you know emphasize that you you harped on or you just mentioned too, which was interesting about this game, is. Manning passed 51 times in this game, and, and 42 of the 51 passes went to Cruz, Nix, and Bennett. And Bennett was um, targeted, I think, 10 times in this game. So, at least in this game, the big three were clearly, you know, his favorite targets were those three guys. And it's going to be interesting if a guy like Reuben Randall can get into the picture as we as we go along. But right now, at least for this game, it seems like, When in in, um, needing a big play or needing needing to move the football, it it seems like Bennett's becoming a big part of that picture right now, too.
1: Yeah, and you know what the great thing is? We always talk about Eli with these fourth-quarter comebacks and and how does he do it and how he leads the team. It's also a weird thing to see how the rest of the offense also plays differently in the fourth quarter because there's drops that they usually make in the first half of games up until the third quarter, and there's missed assignments, and they don't run the ball as well. So it's not just Eli that has this mentality. It looks like it's the whole offense because it always seems like they block a little better, they run a little better. And I understand you play a different kind of defense, you know, when you're ahead and you're trying to prevent the Giants, but, you know, sometimes when you're only ahead by one touchdown, you know, you're not going to play this prevent defense, and it just – it just – it's just amazing to see how the whole offense now has this confidence on, you know, they could look to Eli. He's not going to give him a rah-rah speech, but I think the whole offense knows now that they have the ability to do it because, you know, I, I want to mention, you know, you, you know, early in the game we saw Martellus Bennett drop a touchdown play, uh, touchdown pass that was right in his hands, and yet he makes this long touchdown, which was a much harder catch. How oh, went yeah, over he and dropped the
0: easy one and caught the hard one. <laughs> right, and and, and and
1: Victor Cruz and, and Hakeem Nix is making these wonderful catches on the sidelines, and 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 when Eli was driving on, I think, the, the second to last drive, he was hitting Cruz over the middle, I think, two, three times in a row. And everybody was just hanging on to the ball. And it looked like the blockers did a great job and they ran the ball. So, you know, it's just this mentality. And I think it's, you know, it, it's playing with fire every week. I understand that. But it's also nice to know that the Giants' offense knows that they always have a shot, not only behind their leader, but their own abilities to get themselves back in the game. And yeah. maybe that's a bad thing because now. I want to talk about the defensive side of the ball. It's a bad thing for the defense to think because we really haven't seen any great pass rush from our big three guys. I understand Jason Pierre-Paul has played very well these last couple of weeks, but Ozie Umanura and Justin Tuck have been pretty much invisible. And, you know, Josh, Josh Freeman really threw the ball, you know, he throws the ball well downfield, and, and I thought Mike Williams made a spectacular catch, but, there was just no pass rush and you just that's what's gonna get our cornerbacks in trouble because the latter part of last year it was because of our pass rush that the cornerbacks played so well.
0: Yeah, and I can't put my finger on it yet. If you listen to the players, they say there's a lot of holding going on and there's a lot of max protecting going on. And you can see some of that at least with the max protection. I it's it harder for me to see the holding unless the you know, the cameras show a close up and you can't really see it real clear. But there's definitely um Teams are tr- are are putting extra blockers in there, and they're tr- they're getting rid of the ball. But then there are plays like the play that you mentioned, where Mike Williams. That was a long, deep pass play, and um, there wasn't any pass rush on that play. So Jason Pierre-Paul is playing really well. I think. I think Linville Joseph is really playing well inside at defensive tackle. I think those two guys are. They just need OC who's been invisible and Tuck. Um, to step up and 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 deliver more, and I, I'm still fairly confident that they will. It is a little odd that they haven't. Um, I'm I'm hoping that will come soon. And then of course, you know, in a few weeks we'll, they'll get Canty back, and and that I think will help too because that he's a big physical presence, and you put him next to Lindell Joseph inside, I think that might help free some things up. But yeah. but you're right. I mean that the 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 if for someone who didn't see the game, they would say, "Man, the defense gave up 34 points." But obviously, the three picks were huge in that. The, the Bucks started one drive at the 13, one at I think the 26 or 27, and then of course they scored on another one. Um, on the flip side, just to finish up on the offense real quick, um, the one thing we didn't we didn't mention is if this team can solve its red zone problems, they would have they would have scored more than 50 points in the game, and they were one of five in the red zone. Um, so if they get that cleaned up, um, man, I mean, this—you're this, you're talking about, you know, they would have been close to 60 points in the, in in the, in the game. So that's pretty impressive. But yeah, the defense has got to clean some things up. The good thing is that they seem to be playing fairly decently against the run. They gave up that one break. Um, breakdown in that running uh, um, to uh, DeMarco Murray in the Cowboy game where they had him in the backfield and he broke off that long run. But Doug Martin was running the ball pretty well coming into this game, and they, they did a good job of shutting down the run against Tampa. Um, it's it's the passing game that they obviously, with the cornerback issue that we, we, you know, we've we talked about, that they need to get Prince of Mukamara back and playing well. The good thing is that their, their third-round draft pick, Hoseley, seems to be Getting better and better each week. Um, and Tryon, you know, God bless him. He was right. He had a perfect position on that pass, but it, it was just a great catch. Um, but he and he he makes you nervous when he's out there on the field. And um, I just hope they get the reinforcements back, and then as you said, get the pass rush going.
1: And one thing I'm not going to bring up about this game is the kneel down at the end of the game because it's been talked about for the oh. past couple of days, and we've heard it from both sides. But what we are going to talk about in the next segment is Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers that the Giants have a really short week to prepare for this game. We're going to come right back on the Big Blue Breakdown podcast. This is Joe Gallo and Eric Kennedy.
0: YesNetwork.com's award-winning coverage includes blogs and columns from the pros who have their pulse on New York sports. It's truly a one-stop source for all of the best videos, news, and information on the web. That's all at YesNetwork.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown. Once again, here are Joe Callow and Eric Kennedy.
1: Welcome back to the Big Blue Breakdown podcast on the YesNetwork.com website. Also, on the Big Blue Interactive website, it's a great message board for Giant fans and for people looking for information for injuries and for news, not just about the Giants, but around the NFL. I've seen some great posts about some breaking stories around the NFL. And, And Eric, you know, the Giants are kind of in the toughest situation that they could be, when you prepare for a game, because when you're on the road and you're playing a Thursday night game, you really only have one day to practice and you only have one day to get your game plan in, and you're still, you know, kind of resting your, your your bones from from Sunday's game. So they have a tough task because they're going to be running around chasing Cam Newton this week, and those receivers are going to look at the Giants tapes and they're going to look at the Giant cornerbacks and Steve Smith is going to be really ready to go.
0: Yeah, and the the thing about this is you you said you know that they've got to travel, so it's one day of practice, which was yesterday, which was Tuesday. Um, they they had they have one day to practice to get ready. Now the, the good news is you know Tom Coughlin's fairly organized, and they've been working on this game plan and breaking down the film weeks before this. But the players themselves, in terms of getting mentally prepared for this, it's going to be tough because that was a pretty emotional. Uh, exhausting win against Tampa Bay. Um, you know the locker room, um, the players in there were, were, were you could see visibly um, spent after that game. And they've got, they've got to get somehow. They've got to get down there and just find a way to win. And this is one of those games that if they win ugly. I don't care as long as it's a win because it's a short week. They're kind of beat up in a number of positions. Bradshaw's probably not going to play. Deals is probably not going to play. Hickson's probably not going to play. Um, we don't know. The big question is, is how healthy is, is Hakeem Nicks going to be going into this game. He's playing in his hometown, and you know he wants to make a statement. But, man, he was hobbling after that game, and he's just had a couple of days to 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 heal up on that. So, you know, this is tough. Now, the good news with this is this. If they can somehow get a squeak out a win here, they're gonna have some extra time to get ready for Philadelphia and get healed up for that game so I, as much as I hate this, it's almost like a bye week again for them, so if they can get the win, they'll be in great shape but if they if they lose and then this short week is you know a factor in that loss, obviously that's a bad situation because you don't want to be 1-2 and going into Philadelphia.
1: And it's going to be very interesting the way Perry Fuel designs this game plan against Cam Newton because he he runs the ball, but he's also a really big guy. And he, he just has the physical moves. And he just runs over people sometimes, and he just has a great arm. I mean, if he has to throw the ball, he has a great arm. So it's going to be really interesting to see if the Giants come a lot with the blitz, if they just rush the four, and see how much they trust their cornerbacks back there with uh, with Cam Newton.
0: Yeah, and the thing that, that's interesting about Carolina is I can't get a real good feel for them yet because I watched them play Tampa Bay in week one, and they did not look good at all. Uh, they could not run the ball. And and Cam actually didn't look so hot, but then they go down to Saints and they run for over 200 yards. Um, and it's not just the, they're two good running backs that they have down there, um, um, D'Angelo Williams and, and 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 Jonathan Stewart. But but they run the option with with um, Cam Newton, and it's not just him dropping back and and when there's nothing there, teams get out of their pass rush lanes. Him running, they they'll actually run the option play with him. So it's it. The Giants, like most teams, aren't used to seeing the option. They're going to have to play very, very disciplined with that, and they're going to have to be really, really disciplined with their pass rush. And, again, it's not going to be all about sacks this week. It's going to be about staying in your lanes and making sure Newton doesn't get out of the pocket and do damage with his feet. So stop the run, don't let him get out of the pocket, and then you're going to have to hold, you know, hold, pray that the secondary holds up Against him, so the um, the thing too is K- Carolina's a little bit beat up too. I saw their injury report yesterday, and 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 Steve Smith's been bothered by a knee injury. He missed the first day of uh, sort of a walkthrough practice that they had, and yesterday he was limited, so he's not 100% either. So, but he's a, obviously a very very dangerous weapon. Um, they've got another receiver opposite of him, Brandon LaFell, who's been playing p- playing pretty well. Um, so they they they're going to have their hands full with this group but you know the giants are are the better team they really are if you're going to if you if the super bowl champions even though they've got some injury issues everyone's got injury issues at this point and this is a game that they should win it's just i think you hit the nail on the head again it's you know can they get fired up and 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 focused on this game with the short week
1: and I think the Giants' offense has to be pretty excited if they look back at the uh, the second half of this past game against Tampa Bay. And it's going to be interesting to see how they mix in now because we're assuming that Bradshaw is not going to play and how they mix in Brown along with David Wilson, which I yep. think you saw something. I think you saw kind of where David Wilson is fitting into this offense because when Ahmad Bradshaw came out of this game, you know Andre Brown got 90% of the carries. And David Wilson, we heard coming into the season, was the backup. And he was pretty much invisible in the second half. And we saw how much the Giants trust Brown running the ball. So it kind of made a statement to me as to where David Wilson is right now in this offense. Because we spoke last week on how we thought the only time he'll probably get in a game and make a you know, major contribution now is if the Giants have a lead. And we don't want to throw too much pressure on him in case he fumbles again. But, you know, in the second half when it became a shootout and when you thought the Giants could use his speed... You really, you know, once again, you saw Andre Brown. I don't care who's running the ball back there as long as it's effective. And it's going to be interesting to see how they run on grass, you know, down in Carolina against the, the 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 Panthers' defense. And I think the offense has to have a lot of confidence after coming off last week's game. So I think they're going to be ready to go. You mentioned that's a great fact about Hakeem Nicks, And, you know, I think Hakeem Nicks is one of those players where, After almost every play, you're going to see him getting up limping. I mean, he just looks like he's always getting hurt on every play. But it's amazing because you saw him get stepped on. I mean, they showed a close replay of that. And the man just comes out and makes moves on the very next play, and he just bursts. So, you know, he's really a great player to watch, and I think he overcomes these injuries. So I'm expecting him to have a really good game, and we'll see how they play against the Panthers' defense.
0: Yeah. And Brown, the thing with Brown and Wilson – I'll say this, and, and Kevin Gilbride alluded to this last week, and that Wilson has to become a complete back. And what he means by that, and that doesn't mean they're down on him. That means that he's 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 growing into that position yet. He he was being asked by about Doug Martin vis-a-vis Wilson, and he said at this point Doug Martin is a more complete back. And what he's getting at is it's the blitz pickups. It's it's. It's knowing how to, um, when there's audibles and, and they have to change up protections and they have to change up the play and that type of thing. And when the Giants fell behind against um, Tampa and were in catch-up mode, they needed somebody out back there that was going to be able to deal with all of because Tampa was bringing a number of different blitz looks. And you heard Eli back there changing plays and audibling and, and changing protections and all that. Wilson's not probably not ready for that yet. So... As the season wears on, you're, I think you're going to see the number of touches he gets increase and the number of responsibilities he has increase. But they're bringing him along slowly, and they did the same thing with Bradshaw when Bradshaw was a rookie. And by the end of the year, Bradshaw was 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 making big runs for the Giants his rookie season, and when they won the Super Bowl um, in 2007. So, I think I, I know some fans are are down, and they think some of this has to do with with the fumble and their and their they don't trust him. And, I, and, you know, there's a little bit of that, too. But the other thing is it's it's, just, it's a, the situation within the game itself. And I think if um, they're not in catch-up mode and, and there there's not a lot of, um, um, you know, helter-skelter type plays going on, I think you'll see more of him. I think you'll see more of Brown in this game if Bradshaw doesn't play. But I do think you'll see more than, I think, we need to get four touches. I think you'll get more than that um, out of Wilson this week, too. Um, and, and you're going to see the same with all the rookies. There, yesterday, um, Ruben Randall said he was seeing quite a bit of time in practice as the third wide receiver. So you're going to see, you know, you're going to see some of these guys who are very talented but are still rookies and still learning. As as the season goes on, they're going to get more responsibilities.
1: And everybody needs to keep going back to Big Blue Interactive for updates on the injury reports to see if Ahmad Bradshaw and David Deal and everybody's going to play because, you know, it's such a short work week where you just don't know. I mean, that one day of practice you really can't get much from. So I want you to tell the folks what else they can get on the Big Blue Interactive website.
0: Yeah, I think what we're going to start to do more this week is, you know, we want to get more feedback from fans for this show. Um, So I'd like to start in in our... In the, and on the website, we have the main page where we have the news and notes and you know the game reviews and previews and all that stuff, links to interviews and all that type of stuff. But there's also our fan forum where it, it's the most popular section of the site where fans um, um, celebrate or vent, depending on what happened on, in the game. And what we'd like to do is get more feedback from fans in terms of questions for this show. So next week, a uh, day before the show, I'll... I'll, I'll, I'll post a, um, a place on the, in, in the forum at the top of the site where fans can come on and ask questions that we'll try to address on, on the show here. So we'd like to get the, 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 the show more interactive with the fans out there.
1: Well, you guys do a great job with the Big Blue Interactive website, and I'm sure the fans will be coming back all week to get some scoops, to get some news, to get some injury reports, and I want everybody to keep coming back to yesnetwork.com for all of your baseball, football, and sports needs. Until next week, Eric, thank you so much. You were really great, and we look forward to talking to you next week. This is Joe Callow for the Yes Network's Big Blue Breakdown Podcast. Stay true, stay blue.